0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Podcast
1: over. What are you doing? Oh, just watching hockey, mate. you oh, Zealand 3 0 up. Welcome to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's all happening, Matt, I right know, in we, front
0: of us. We truly are a Global Hockey Podcast, and if there's a game on and it just happens to coincide with us recording, well, we're going to bloody watch it, yeah, aren't we? It's, it's there in the background, and as I mentioned, it is
1: uh, New Zealand 3-0 over the black sticks at the moment, in the women's side of things. it's no, over the USA. Oh, the USA, yes, that's right. Uh, where are we? Six minutes to go, seven minutes to go in the third quarter. So we'll we'll probably straddle both games, won't we?
0: (laughs) We will, and more on New Zealand later on, a coaching uh, announcement made in the week. Well, 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 you're John Lee, I'm Matt Allen, this is the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast, (laughs) episode 85. 85. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode, John, is brought to you by Hockey World News, the premier hockey publication that's out every couple of months, and what a great edition, edition, uh, what we are, number nine this time around. We've got articles from Nick Irvin about the Euro Hockey Club Championships. Keeley Dunn's talking all about the blue card. There's coach of the year, Shane McLeod. Blue card. Uh, an interview with uh, Harpreet Lamber, well, with Sardar Singh, by Harpreet Lamber, one of our push past pundits. Uh, Jack Rolfe, who's been on the show before from the coaching lab, you know those natty little yeah. match play cards? Uh, he's got a, um, a piece in there. And of course, Simon Orchard's there to stir it all up <laughs> and uh, kick things fresh in the hockey world. Are we going to talk about that a bit later? Let's do a bit about that, that as well, yeah, why not? OK, first up though... <whistles>
1: News. And when it comes to news, apart from the Pro League um, Which we'll get to just very shortly Give you a quick rundown of the results there um, Not much has been happening The uh, final couple of matches for that series Between France and Wales in Antibes uh, Started last week uh, The first game was a 2-1 victory to France This is for the the uh the ladies of course uh, The second game
0: Shout was, out to Jonas
1: Yep It was uh, once again a 2-1 victory to the French but the Welsh turned it around in the uh, last game, had a 5-0 Five win. 5 yeah. So, uh, let's see, that's 7-4 uh, on, on aggregate.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, did Sean French score? Did Only the one there? game, oh. in the
1: first game she scored in the first game. Yeah, that was, well, well done to uh, those people and I hope they enjoyed their time there in Antibes. I wouldn't mind visiting there one day.
0: You yeah, you just wouldn't mind getting out the shed. You've been in here so much the past week. You've got <laughs> yeah, a push past pundits. You've uh, totally pro league with Grant Schubert. Yeah. Um, you've done a not the footy show with Ash Morrison as well. In between his stints of uh, uh, commentating the pro league games, uh, yeah, you've been a busy boy behind the mic. He's got a great interview this week with uh, Craig Seban,
1: who's um, coaching in Canada, assistant coach in Canada. Is. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Listen to the interview. It's a really, really good interview about hockey and coaching and all those sorts of stuff, and uh, he told us we could use it next week if we wanted to. So maybe we'll
0: feature that interview next week. Oh, (laughs) don't don't bother listening to Not The Footy Show. But if you do (laughs) want to listen to (laughs) Not The Footy Show, you've just got to head to your podcast app or podcast provider, search Not The Footy Show. That's a reference uh, quite local to here in Australia that it doesn't feature any AFL, but actually covers all sorts of sporting topics on the show, ably aided by your good self.
1: and guess what? We're we're just about at 500 episodes. Wowzers! That's I'm stunned by that. That's been a long time in the coming. I tell you. Um, yeah, that's the the playing news. The, the games in Antique. There, not much else is happening in the international hockey sphere
0: apart from the Pro League and of course you can find all of that information on Totally Pro League and that will continue to come through the reverse stick feed so if you you signed up to us then you signed up to uh, Totally Pro League there as well although push past pundits that's now Splitting off into its yeah, its, uh, own. its own website, com, yeah. and its own feed. So if you want to keep receiving Push Past Pundits, and that'll be out in the next two or three days, uh, episode number three uh, of the Indian Hockey Podcast, then... Uh, yeah, search Push past Pundits in your favourite uh, podcast app. Uh, it'll be up on iTunes the next day or so. It's already up on Stitcher Radio. It's already up on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, so you you can, and it'll be on Google Podcasts in the next few days as well. So you can, uh, if you don't like listening to this waffle and you just want to hear from the pundits, then that's the way to go. And a big shout out to Grant
1: Schubert too for coming in and doing pro, Totally Pro League with me this week. Uh, fabulous fella and it was, it was really enjoyable it was a good time to do the show
0: Yeah, it was as great. opposed to me just sitting there rabbiting on for 40 minutes it's a, it's a great listen and we really appreciate Grant coming in and and having out and of course he'll be back. Uh, the, yeah Grant will be back And uh, but if you want to get involved and co-host give John a shout
2: yeah I'm he'll happy
0: be ha- he'd be happy to have you down the line or even in the studio here sitting opposite him I've had to come in and reset the microphones <laughs> and change the height on the seat and I just feel a little bit uncomfortable um, so uh, you know I'm, Please keep me Yeah I will mate you'll, you'll always have a special place in my heart <laughs> Okay let's get on to some more
1: news And I suppose the big story of the week Was uh, the New Zealand coaching position And uh, Irish eyes are definitely not smiling at the moment They'd be little tears coming out I think
0: Well it's two head coaches gone in ten months uh, With Craig Fulton, Fulton going to the uh, the set the setup. Oh, what five months out from the World Cup and the first Irish Men's World Cup appearance in 28 years and now followed by Graham Shaw uh, yeah, heading down under to take on the Black Sticks women's job uh, with Sean Dancer's in there at the moment isn't he and he'll see out yeah. his contract to the end of the Pro League but we'll see what happens He's after going that to
1: remain as uh, the assistant coach under Graham um, you know it the Irish are obviously not happy, but lots of good wishes for him coming from Ireland and
0: a know. number of years in 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 the setup yeah. there and a great contributor to the game Absolutely. in Ireland. it's uh, well, like, like Mark it Hagar, we said oh, nearly ten years or ten yeah. years in the role. How long do you keep a, a coach within a role? When is the right time to go and, and not to go? Um, yes, it's not brilliant, but is it a bigger opportunity for him as a, oh, as a definitely. coach?
1: Definitely, I think it, as a coach, it's probably a no-brainer. I mean, it, because the total, the pro league is so totally different and new, totally pro league, you know, because it's so new and, and no one's sure how it's all going to work. It's a different experience for a coach. Uh, the, the weekly in and out grind and that sort of thing, as everybody's described it. And, uh, a, a great way to expand your CV and, to oh, get yeah. Into that and, league.
0: Look, and I'd say it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a better funded program, um, in New Zealand. Well, think? well, it depends if, uh, the, the one million dollars uh, from Owen Glenn is released
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I'm i not I was thinking about it, the reasons why he'd go and I think it's all purely hockey I don't think money or financial return comes into it because you think about it, he's being paid in New Zealand dollars yeah so he's, he's not being paid in pounds no, anymore no. so how the exchange rates work oh. out probably about the same
0: amount of money that's not pounds in Ireland though what do they call them the euro
1: oh the euro yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, for how much longer? Yeah, look, I think it's obviously a, a great lifestyle experience ahead as well for Graham and the family, and, uh, know, yeah, be, uh, oh, the weather will still be shit. Yeah, there's no change <laughs> in the weather,
1: <laughs> so you won't notice much there. But it is also a big call. I'm not sure where Graham's situated in the in the family scheme of things. Um, you know, if you, if you had a young family, yeah, I think he's big, got some kiddies, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I know from my brother's experience, he's got, Young daughters in the education system there they've got a great education system, good schools, and that so you know there'd be a lot they'd be looking forward to, not that there's not good schools in Highland, of course, of course, like Wesley college
0: there'd be a few of those and Trinity,
1: yes, yes, all those sort of stuff so well, look good luck to um to graham and uh to New Zealand hockey too
0: well, whilst we're on coaches there's uh as an Indian men's head coach still uh, being sought at the moment, isn't there? And the deadlines have been pushed back and back and back again.
1: It was interesting talking to the pundits about it because, you know, it, obviously that would be an issue that you'd talk about on an Indian podcast. And, uh, you know, so guys, what's going on with the coach? And everybody's like, don't know. I don't know. No one had anything. No one even had an off-air comment about, well, I can't say this live, but I've heard the blah, blah. None of that stuff at
0: all. I've heard a couple of things post the recording. I have, uh, yeah. I've had a bit of a conversation with one of the pundits, and uh, uh, it still seems, I think, that it's, it's uh, there's a couple of Australian names in the hat that are very possible um, for taking the role. So I wouldn't be surprised if we, we don't get an announcement sprung. Uh, probably about two minutes after we finish recording this John
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the way it seems to go with us in Indian Hockey News uh, I've also heard that they've, they approached a lot of people and a lot of people said not nah, not interested
0: yeah yeah, well, uh, there's there's been a bit of uproar as well on the selection of their team for the Sultan Aslan Shah Cup, but apparently there's nine players out injured, uh, and established players. So that begs some questions about camps and oh well, are they actually injured or not injured? Isn't it? Just, is it just being used as an opportunity to blood some youngsters and maybe less experienced players in there, and the injuries is just you know a bit of a cover up? Um,
1: because they lot. know they'll cop it if they just drop the players for the yeah. Look, that that could be very much true. Um,
0: what? of course Sultan Aslan Shark Cup coming up at the it end is. of the month uh, there'll be YouTube streaming on that we got sent some links the other day uh, so we'll share those a little bit closer to the time and of course we will add the hashtag hashtag live stream hockey and of course if you're streaming some games wherever you are in the world Wild and Beeston keep up the good work yeah more I watched some of that last weekend, weekend yeah um, use hashtag live stream hockey so the hockey family can find those games I also posted on the hockey live at the hockey live on twitter John uh, in the week some games from Argentina uh, that. that were kindly uh, shared by Molina so uh, yeah check out hashtag live stream hockey if you're sitting at home bored and you want to watch some games we of course don't do that for the pro league games because it's uh, uh, streaming in some places and not streaming in others should we get on to streaming briefly
1: Oh, is it news or do you want to keep it for later? That will keep it. Keep it for later. Um, some news, which I think is good news, is, uh, Alex Danson has reappeared publicly, uh, with a couple of posts. Of course, Alex, um, suffering a concussion and uh, having to take some time out for the game. And it's become obvious now that it was, um, a very, uh, oh, do you, what's the term you'd use? Um, severe. Severe. <laughs> well, were troubling times for Alex, I think. She would have, Anybody else that was put into a position that she's obviously been through, it would be worrying for you.
0: Well, she put a bit of her story online on social media at the start of the week. Uh, So she's been uh, out of action for six months or so now, um, suffering sort of at the the higher end of uh, the issues around concussions. So very low movement, quite wobbly, not wanting any noise. Light, yeah, no light. That's right. You know, sitting in a dark room. But it seems to be that she's. Um, getting to a position where she's moving out of that horrible stage and is uh, well, able to write about it for a start. Yeah. So, but lots of well wishes all over social media and, of course, well wishes from us here at the Reverse Stick Absolutely too.
1: And a, a good opportunity to remind people that concussion is a serious thing and a serious issue, and especially when uh, a lot of hockey is played on an artificial surface with a concrete base, uh, You'd be surprised at how easy it is to cop a concussion And not yeah. actually realise you're concussed And very often it, it's left to your teammates That they're the ones that have to take control of the situation If you start running around the field One of your teammates starts running around the field And asking you what the score is Just have a, have a check Personal experience there Ask them if they're alright yeah, If they talk about pink elephants flying past or if Get they them che- off the field
0: If they cheer at the end of the game after you've just lost five now Ask yeah. the question
1: Someone might have done that.
0: Yes. Who, <laughs> who, who might that have been?
1: <laughs> the First city officer here.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it, and it's not nice. And um, you, we've just got to watch it as a sport. Very serious. It's a very, very serious
0: subject. Indeed.
1: Um, what else? World Book Day. Let's get into World Book Day, shall we? Because... We well, that was had,
0: yesterday. The it was. The 7th of March, as we record today on the 8th of March.
1: Now, we had a... Um, an email from our friend F.J. Campbell uh-huh. no, the author, nine. author of a, No Number 9 and she reminded us that was it in fact World Book Day and um, that we should give a shout out to hockey books and the hockey book authors and what's out there and what's available and you know the hockey uh, family should get behind some of these books We've as we mentioned Fiona wrote No Number 9 uh, not a book about hockey but a book based in the hockey world yep Sydney Olympics uh, good read check it out uh set in germany um, <laughs> not the sydney olympics
0: huh wasn't it no it's
1: based around um, her the 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 main character's sister played at the sydney oh. olympics
0: you, ah i've you, read it mate. you read it you did oh, the book t- well I that t- was t- if you want to hear the interview with fj that uh, goes back to i think episode 46 yep uh, so you can obviously you can still find all of those on our back catalog Head to the yep. website. You can even find the individual interview there on the website of the, is on the stick.
1: Interviews, you'll find it there somewhere. Uh, there's been plenty of other books as well. Uh, just this year, we've had Under the uh, Under an Orange Sky by Sarah Juggins and Rich Stainthorpe about the the Women's World Cup and won by the Dutch, of course, yep. the Irish coming second there. Uh, 2018 World Cup. There's been other books, The History Makers. Once again, Sarah Juggins and Rich Stainthorpe. I believe that one's about the. Um, the Great Britain team, isn't it, winning the Olympic gold? Yes, it is. That's that one. Uh, We've also got Rod Gilmore's Soul Glow, the GB men's gold in 1988. Uh, Nostalgia fans, as uh, FJ would put it, would love that one. Uh, There's also an excellent series of kids' books written by our friend Sabine Harm, the hockey kids, in English, Dutch, German, French, and Spanish. She's just released book number four. N- number four,
0: yeah. But I, I, did. I got in touch with Sabina the other day and I uh, said, "When are we getting number two in English? Come on, girl, let's get it out there." <laughs> so it's uh, she's she's a very busy lady there at the moment.
1: Of course, FJ's book no number nine. You should check that out. And there's one book I should also mention.
0: Uh, As it, you reach into the bookshelf,
1: I do. It's uh, Australia's Hockey Grail, written by one Ashley Morrison, and it. Um, outlines Australian men's hockey team's quest for Olympic gold. And it's a very well-researched book, this one. A lot of great history involved there. So if you, if you like your hockey history and some really interesting insights into Olympic Games and all that sort of stuff... Yeah, I
0: look, and I think it's also something useful for, um, for different nations. Uh, if you're trying to aspire to some of the characteristics of Australian hockey, I'm talking to you, India, get, get, <laughs> get hold of a copy of the book and uh, you might glean a bit of info. Just
1: yeah, so the odd tip here or there. Look, if you, if you know of any other hockey books... Let us know. We should maybe we can start a hockey book library.
0: Yes, let's do that, John. That's a great. Well, we're trying to build a library of podcasts, aren't we? So. <laughs> we
1: are indeed. But let us know if there's other uh, books around hockey, about hockey. I mean, I know there's a lot of coaching manuals and that's sort of like that sort of thing available. I think I've still got uh, in the back cupboard there somewhere, uh, uh, printed on. Um, you know those old. uh What are they? He's waving
0: <laughs> his arm around. It's in a circular motion. You know, and the,
1: the, the, the carbon things. The, the, the before printers came yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, carbon copies. Coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you had that machine where you turn the handle. Did and you? Went, chicka, 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 chicka.
0: That, uh, oh, I remember. I went to a museum and saw <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah yeah, very yeah, very yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't work, obviously. You know, just, uh, <laughs> I think they said it probably stopped working 150 years ago. <laughs> but no, that's like good, mate. mate. That's good. Yeah. Uh, just while I'm on a uh, uh, suite of podcasts, and of course, we've got Totally Pro we've got the Push Past Pundits, and we've got the Reverse stick, the Global Hockey podcast. Oh, maybe 18 months two years ago John we'll be coming up to two years in June I think uh, yeah, of, of, only
1: 15 off 100
0: we are um, and we said look this is easy doing a hockey podcast why aren't there more hockey podcasts out there now of course we've been blessed that there's more and more yeah. coming on board and let me tell you about the very very latest one Okay, it's from a friend it's uh, from a, a gent that's appeared on this show many times. It's the, a, a young man that's appeared on Stick It To John and lost <laughs> lost embarrassingly <laughs> to you. Uh, Tyron Jabu Barnard uh, has got a brand new South African hockey podcast. The first episode is out now, and that's being brought to you by Hockey 24-7 and Raider Media R-A-Y-D-E-R uh, and it's an interview with the uh, just internationally retired Lloyd Norris Jones who's uh, off to go and play some club hockey in Hamburg really super piece uh, and there'll be lots more of that coming up from Tyron so if you want to know what's going on in South African hockey that is the place to go
1: and we've also of course the hockey family's got a
0: podcast that's right
1: Ernst Bart with Studio Hockey yeah,
0: there's a lot of Dutch stuff coming out um, there at the moment through the Belgian uh, podcast as well that he does Coach, Andrew, Andrew Wilson, Andrew Frank Wilson. Hockey,
1: Coach Development,
0: Coach Development Talk, uh, Hockey Development Talk? Hockey, yeah. yeah,
1: good little podcast that one for specifically coaching issues.
0: Ross Bone thing. with Top of the D. Yep, uh, what they're else out, is there is out there now. They
1: were starting to generate
0: this. Uh, it's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, why listen to anything else? Don't subscribe to any other kind of podcast if you love hockey support, hockey podcast. Whilst right. we're talking about support, John, you can support us, the reverse stick. And our endeavours, of course, like I mentioned before, we've got our our suite of three podcasts there, and there'll be more coming up over the next two or three months. Uh, We'll just uh, we'll keep you uh, waiting in suspense on what's happening there, but there's some exciting projects. Um, So to try and support our endeavours in in bringing hockey to the global airwaves, uh, we have a Patreon account. That's where you can get on and support. You can pledge um, as little as $5 a month if you just want to buy us a beer. That's a good way to go. Um, Up to $20 a month, uh, we've got very... Various Tiers for the different levels of supporters there uh, If you are a Patreon supporter You get useful No I wouldn't say useful uh, Little previews and snippets um, Of exclusive audio That you can put into your RSS feeds And, and put on podcast players um, That is only for our Patreon subscribers And of course this week John We have our new Patreon subscriber yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much to Kathleen Chewer um, down here in Australia, hockey player and floorball player. Kathleen, thank you so much for becoming a patron. Better turn off the sound on the laptop. Uh, dog, stop scratching me. Uh, it's an all-action show today, John. Um, so, Kathleen, yet yeah, thanks for supporting. Me. If you want to get on and support us on Patreon, you can do by heading to Patreon. That's P A T R E O N com forward slash the reverse stick
1: and uh, just a quick score update Matt the USA have pulled one back oh they uh, have six s- to go six to go the scores 3-1 but New Zealand are pressing and one of the one of the New Zealand girls has just slipped off after running into a stationary fullback she's um, pretty lucky it was a hip that got hurt and not a head because I thought for a second there the shoulder and the head had come together well,
0: but at least she didn't run into a stationary stick eh
1: yeah that's a good point <laughs> You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and Matt. I know you've been dying and itching to get to this for a couple of weeks, but it's taken you a mountain of research to try and get the results from the Masters
0: World Cup. No, ah, <laughs> oh. from the World Masters Hockey Masters Indoor World Cup in Hong Kong, hosted by the Hong World Kong Masters Football Indoor Club. Hockey yes, it's the WMHMIWC. Just in case, how you do you know. pronounce that? We're going to work on that acronym. Uh, uh, the WMHMIWC uh, Yeah, it took a bit of doing to get the, get the results uh, I did mention that Germany had wrapped up everything um, From the four um, uh, age groups So there was a ladies over 40s A ladies over 45s A men's over 40s And a men's over 50s With... 25 or so teams participating and the ladies over 40 competition it was a 4-1 win for Germany in the final in the gold medal match over the Netherlands Uh, that's following up for a group a group stage game where Germany had beaten them 10-2 they only conceded five goals in the group stages and scored 36 so quite a dominant performance there from the Germans in the bronze medal match it was a 1-0 win for Australia over the USA, uh, but Germany, yeah, they blitzed the pool there uh, with a maximum 12 points, and uh, it was a joint second place between the Netherlands and Australia. The Netherlands making it through to the final, just getting a nod on a goal difference of one. In the ladies' over 45s, uh, once again, we had another German gold, um, they actually beat the German over fifties three two in in the final there, and uh, Australia took out the bronze medal with a five nil win over Canada. Uh, the Australian over fifties were also taking part in um, in the in the, uh, the group there. Uh, so, but yeah, the the two German oh, sorry, the Hong Kong Dragons. Hang on, how did they finish up there? Uh, Hong Kong Dragons. Ah, oh, I see. Hong Kong Dragons <laughs> finished. Uh, uh, joint top of the ladder but they were ineligible to participate in the finals so i think there would have been an age um, thing there with it and the men's competition in the over 40s the winners were germany 9-1 over the hosts hong kong uh, australia 3-2 winners over england in the uh, the bronze medal game and finally in the over 50s it was a german gold medal win 10-2 over Switzerland and Australia popped up with the bronze once again a 5-2 win over England uh, in on the final day's play there and of course we mentioned before that Teo McLeod was there on the ground and uh, got some bits and pieces of audio as we went along, so let's play you a bit of that. It's been awesome. This is a fantastic facility, um, and the other venues have been, have been good as well. Uh, it's been well run. We played at um, uh, the Boundary Street um, Centre yesterday, and it was uh, timber timber floor, mm-hmm. um, so it, um, it does play a bit differently to, to this one here. Um, so yeah, all the venues have been have been good, um, and each one's a little bit different. Um, but certainly the um, the Hong Kong Football Club um, set up with a. With the pool and uh, and restaurants and everything else that comes with it has been um, yeah
2: very nice. Since we got here, we, we, uh, me and my friend came here two days early and we were out in Soho for the first two nights and then we came here. Yeah and it, yeah it's been so fun. Even last night we were out with our team. But uh, yeah, there's a bit more of a relaxed vibe for sure. But at the same time, once the games or the whistle blows, it, it's high competition. Everyone wants to win. It's very competitive. Yeah I was here yesterday, most of the day yesterday. In my notes, I've got strong shoulders. A few challenges are going in. People on the floor. Yeah, luck. No quarter uh, given. I think. Is. Oh no, it's true. It, like I said, like once the games are starting, man, it's hardcore. Everyone wants to win. You're battling, you're fighting for every inch, so it's like, I, I think people think, when when you hear the word masters, I think people think, like, a party situation, but uh, it's not true. Sure, off the field, but once you get on the field, these guys are just as competitive as anyone else, a 21-year-old, 25-year-old, 30-year-old, it's all the same.
3: Jenny Feltham, I'm here now, I'm the manager of the Australian 50s men. It's so my first time of being a manager. The guys are pretty good and uh, we've settled in Hong Kong pretty well. This has been a great tournament. The venues have been really good. The only challenging thing is the, the venues not being at the same location, but the surface have, been, surface have been good. The blue surface at Hong Kong Football Club is a little bit more sticky than the wood surface out at um, out at Kowloon that we played on yesterday. Um so it's just a matter of getting used to it. This surface here is very similar to a surface um, we have in Australia, in Adelaide. So um, I've played on it before, but that hasn't helped my boys. <laughs> oh, you don't want to interview me? Seriously, I'm bored. <laughs> I haven't played internationally. I don't. I haven't played indoors since I was 20. Look, I'm really proud of our selections. I'll basically say that. Um, predominantly I've done the outdoor until recently um, we've, we've started doing our nationals and indoors but it's a, it's a hefty process with nine different selectors across the six different age groups there's three people dedicated to each age group um, and it's a very f- um, refined um, structure. It's a very, very structured. So every game, we're, we're looking at every single player. So all three of us are there the entire time. And like I said, it's very structured the way we, um, the way we organise it. We look at the, their ball skills, their speed of play, the vision, um, pace of play. So all these things are measured. Um, to the point where we not only can select a team at the end of the national tournament, but when we walk away and if we're required to actually have a second Waddles Australian team, we can select it from paper and it can stand to the test of time. So that's been transferred over into the indoor as well, where it's not just selecting by names, which often happens, Mm. it's selecting with a process that can actually be transparent and shown.
2: That's for all the age groups from junior. the All the age groups,
3: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, in fact, I think we developed it for the masters in the women's outdoor, and the opens have actually taken it and adopted it into what they do. So we're pretty proud as master selectors of, of what's occurred. And that was, in order,
1: Ashley Grummet, who's a member of the Australian over-50s team. Uh, Ken Pereira, who's playing the over-50s for Canada. We also had uh, Jenny Seltham, who is the manager of the Australian men's over-50s team. And Michelle Vernon, who's associated with the Australian 40s team there. And that audio is courtesy of Tao McLeod. Thanks a lot, Tao. A lot there to get through, actually. He sent a lot of stuff through that probably deserves its own own program. In, if truth be told, were well, there just a couple of little snippets we managed to grab out of there. And from all reports, Matt, that was uh, a fantastic tournament. Much enjoyed by all the participants.
0: Yeah, certainly it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, but some serious stuff, you know. The hockey, the hockey was uh, was taken very yeah, seriously, yeah. but uh, I'm sure the celebrations, uh, oh, at least on the last night, would, wouldn't have been taken well, quite so seriously. Teo
1: did make a point of posting the Hong Kong celebrations when they beat Australia. I'm, I'm pretty sure he posted that for our benefit. Oh,
0: I got somebody had a dig with that as well. I did get a, a little message off somebody. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, ha ha ha! But just, you know, I wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have been because you'd, you'd retired from international hockey at no, that stage, hadn't oh, you? Oh, well,
1: no, I'm back.
0: I know you're back now, yeah. but at the, yeah, the, for selections, you'd made yourself yeah. uh, ineligible for it.
1: I thought I'd reach the zenith of my hockey career, but it's obvious that there's still plenty to give. Okay, um, we should probably move on.
0: You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, podcast. Uh, Oh, 2 minutes 33 to go on the screen it's uh, New Zealand 3-1 up this will be the, the Kiwis third win in the Pro League I think won't it?
1: It will, 3 out of 6 this is their 6th match so that will yeah. give them 9 points, uh, they haven't got any shootout points so that should put them on about 50% I think.
0: And now they've got a lot of travelling to do after this weekend's games oh, are finished off.
1: Yeah I think they've got one trip to Australia and then everything else is um, on very very far away places
0: and We're back in Sydney again, I've just not- I've noticed i the crowd here at the moment it's not that great for the early game, they've be hard pressed to have more than 500 in the ground at the moment, but it's a strange time on a Friday. 5 p.m. start, 5 p.m., yeah. getting the family down. It's been peeing down with rain. There was a bit of a delay at the start of the game. Uh, a fair bit talked about the the Sydney Games. Uh, for uh, Pro League for Australia last weekend.
1: 2038. 2038, the
0: numbers there Poor. for it. Um, you come on, Sydney-siders, get off your backsides. But they've got the Argentina games coming up. And I don't know, if you're a family and you're deciding if you've got games happening uh, either end of a fortnight and you're only going to go to one of them, uh, you'd probably go to the Argentina double-header. I think I would. And would Perth have had such a great crowd... If it was if if there were games over consecutive weekends or within you know within the same month, who well, knows?
1: Well, Sydney's going to cop three lots of games, aren't they?
0: And I think it's two it's two lots. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's we're we're done then. Oh no, the, the, they get the double. The NZ. Over, yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: they double up on the weekend. Yes, next yeah. weekend, but yeah. So they'll they'll have three separate days of hockey. Yes, Maybe they've yeah. got to look at say one of those days could have gone to Queensland, but.
0: Could have it's, gone to a country area.
1: It could have. Uh, uh, are many people saying they'd have be been better off playing it in Lismore or somewhere they'd like get that. The numbers. They'd they get they the numbers. They would get the numbers. But I want to call out the the Sydney hockey family. I want to call them out and say that's not good enough. I know that many people complain about, oh, it's Homebush, it's a long way away. Yeah, it's well, f-
0: 40 minutes from the city centre. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not
1: too bad. Oh, we had to pay for parking. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. But really, is that enough to put you off going to go into a game of hockey like that? No. I wouldn't have thought so. No. And you've got to lift your game folks lift your game we've still got that secession paperwork sitting in there <laughs> in the cupboard there at State Parliament House all they have to do is chuck it through Parliament and ratify it it's been sitting there since 1933 anyway
0: uh, you say getting eyes on the game there was uh, we got a bit upset over last weekend because we couldn't see uh, the uh, the Dutch game it was a Dutch game yeah I don't know I didn't see it um, And we've signed up to KO. Signed up to KO. The USA game, sorry. yeah, Signed up to KO. um, This is where we could watch it because it's not available on Fox Sports. Oh, no. You couldn't see it on there. So uh, I'd like to think that we kind of spearheaded (laughs) the the flag waving to say, come on, this isn't on, guys. Anyway, um, Hockey Australia have agreed with us, and quite rightly so. It wasn't an issue borne out by them. It seems to be... Uh, wow. Well, is it a scheduling issue? Is it uh, um, a capacity issue? There's lots of different stories that have uh, have gone around. i am like as to, to believe
1: it's a, oh, shit, forgot to do that oh, issue.
0: we better put it on there. Yeah. Um, Which was too late, two hours after the game. Yeah,
1: a uh, uh, bit of a stuff up. But it had nothing to do with the, the capacity of the broadcaster to
0: deliver that live. Well, it no. Was, but the, the instant response from KO Sports Help... Was uh, Sorry we don't have the rights for this <laughs> yeah. You don't have the rights for it If you haven't got them who has and, and if you're not going to show it It should be shown on FIH. Live. Anyway there was a meeting held on Monday By all accounts And uh, everyone's had a bit of a cuddle And uh, are all happy now and uh, we've been promised that every single Pro League game will be shown on KO Sports, which is the streaming service down here in Australia linked to Fox Sports.
1: And I think we should also give a big shout-out to our mate Lockie, Lockie Hall. Yeah. Who, <coughs> oh, yeah. <coughs> is, uh,
0: <laughs> like a Jack Russell with a sock, mate. He, he got hold of it, and he wasn't letting go, was he? <laughs> Bless him. He's, the, he's your go-to man on uh, streaming in Australia. Yeah, well no, done, he, he was
1: right onto it and um, pursued that vigorously, so... Uh, Thanks to Lockie for getting onto that and inspiring others to have a crack as well. Yeah, good lad. Uh, what else have we got?
0: Uh, well, we're in Sydney there with the kookaburra as well. Done. They uh, invited young Joey Bassado, a 13 year old lad who's been diagnosed with a very rare and aggressive form of cancer. Uh, he joined the, uh, the boys after the game in the change rooms and. Uh, Spent some time chatting to the coaches and the players and getting lots of photos. So, uh, well done to uh, Hockey Australia and the, the Kookaburras for getting Joey into the change rooms. Great stuff there.
1: And uh, New Zealand have wrapped that game up, Matt. Full-time, 3-1 victory to New Zealand. Oh, I don't want to hear about it
0: now. I want to hear about it on Totally Pro League. <laughs>
1: You are listening to the Reverse Stick.
0: Brought baby. to you this week that's by nice. Hockey World News, and
1: that's what we're going to talk about
2: now.
0: Well, we are, but there's some uh, uh, some great articles in there as normal. If you want to find out where to get Hockey World News, it's uh, hockey as in hockey world w r l d n w s. So we're missing the O and the E from World dot Head there. You can find the link to get on to South Fee. South Third Anyway, you've got a link to the uh, download the magazine. Now, you can pay what you want there. You can get it for free if you want to, but if you enjoy the magazine and you think it's something that's worth supporting and continuing, then uh, bung him yeah, five support. bucks. Bung, bung him ten bucks. Just uh, do what you can to support a great hockey publication.
1: And, of course, we're seeing a rise in the print as well. With uh, you know, Hockey World News was originally just online, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. And you can get printed copies? If you know uh, I'm not
0: sure right now if you okay. can. You, you could at one stage, certainly around the World Cup that you could. Uh, but for now, it's yeah. uh, get, get on and support the online version with it and if there's enough people that get in and support, then you could have a nice shiny copy in your hand as well and of course the hockey paper yeah. is going going back to uh, a, a print model dish. again which is great to see. I do like sitting on the dunny and reading the paper mate. Um uh, I'm told off for taking the phone in there so I have to leave it outside now.
1: <laughs> no but it's great to see you know and good luck to the hockey paper. It's uh print media is a hard road to hoe at the moment and I wish them all the success with getting that out there in a, in a print version. I think it's a bit problematic for us here in Australia to get a copy where it, in, in time for it not to be all old news but certainly yeah. if I was in England I'd be dipping into it. Well
0: hang on mate, I just covered the uh, Indoor World Cup from two weeks ago <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> a good point <laughs> um, <but laughs> That's yeah, our know, standard
0: <laughs> um, So you can get onto the Hockey World News site you can also follow them on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook, that's all, just search Hockey World News and of course you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook yeah. and Twitter all at The Reverse Stick, you can follow the Push Past Pundits at Push Past Pundits on Twitter and Facebook So what is in this week's
1: well, this latest edition of Hockey World News.
0: Uh, well, there's a, a a nice little article from Orch, like I said, um, upsetting most of the uh, the hockey world again with his, some of his opinions. But he does have a rather interesting. Um, point towards the end of his uh, piece and it's about I challenge uh, that's the, the sort of the theme so it's I challenge Christopher Ruhr to be the best player in the world by the end of the year that's right lover boy uh, <sighs> I challenge Max Cowders to ingrain a better defensive mentality in the Dutch men's side hang Ooh. on a minute talking about the defensive we'll come back to this in a moment talking about the defensive mentality yeah. in the Dutch side um, I understand you might have a little clip from uh, pre, pre-game <laughs> or was it half time in the, uh, in no, this the Dutch it's, German it's, game in the week
1: it's pre-game this, uh, this happened before the game, um, and it was their little team huddle just before the game was about to commence. Now, I must say, it's got a couple of fruity words in there, but I love this sort of stuff.
2: Come on, come on, come on. It's enough to say, there's this whole lineup. It's been a long time for this whole lineup. Scherf, 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 come on yourself up. first in the country in the Netherlands is lost. From the first to the fucking Avril, you're sitting in this team, but you not know what name we're fucking Netherlands. Let's go. Scherf, Scherf, Scherf. <laughs>
0: did you just say needle em? Uh needle That's right. Um, uh, how did they get on? Uh they lost, they lost them. Them. one they lost. nil. Yeah, Toby Walter had a good game though, didn't he? <laughs> Just started following us on Twitter uh, well, today, actually. Thanks, Toby. Good lad. But yeah, on this, this, the piece goes on from, from Orchards. I challenge Enrico Gonzalez to emulate his great countrymen of yesteryear and carry Spain back into the upper echelon of men's hockey. Uh, I challenge myself to find a better balance between supporting and reporting. And that takes me to uh, a little paragraph here. And he's talking um, about the Pro League and it potentially being a game-changer. So, the Pro League may mean things are about to change, and I'd like to assist in that process, but it won't always be as a cheerleader. Are the players and administrators ready for that? I think it's a clear no. They'll eat up the positive stories, but ignore or chastise the negative ones, just as a wide array of readers do the opposite. If hockey-governing bodies and their players are serious about becoming more professional, they should start preparing themselves for both the positive and negative stories that may follow individual and team performances – It's a necessary part of a healthy sporting landscape. And I I couldn't agree more with that. And I think uh, the one take that I get from a lot of our dealings with national associations and the FIH and others, um, they all just need to grow a bit of a thicker skin, John.
1: Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that involved. Um,
0: It's necessary to, to have a bit of pushback. It's necessary to question what's going on.
1: And I think often um sports organisations, we see it here in this country, sports organisations can use the media to do their own market research. You don't have to pay a big market research company. You leak someone something to someone in the media, they get on their high horse about it, like we do, wrap it on in a podcast or put up a post or something, people respond to it, bang, research done.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> Well... Yeah, maybe a slightly biased opinion that you'd be getting because you, you you're not necessarily going to get that balanced view. No, with but you it, do, but you, at least at least you'll get some opinion.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you know the people bring up things that you might not have thought about as an organisation, you might not have considered, and we we need that feedback both between the fans and the yeah the organisations involved. And I think you're right At times there's a bit of pretentiousness and. About it all. Well, I think
0: I think a lot of the time we've got we get individuals getting upset because they think that things are being aimed personally at them, and quite often it's it's being aimed at the position and the role. And okay, there's obviously a personal link because they're the person that's within that role, but whoever's there is going to be getting that scrutiny. Um, it's not just about it's not about them, and they 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 need to realise that uh, it's just it's part of the territory. It comes with the job.
1: And, and it's very hard sometimes even to to separate the person from the position and it's very important that we we try and do that that we're not talking you can be the greatest bloke in the world, but it doesn't mean you 're not going to make a mistake in the position you hold at times, and as long as it's it's not directed hallelujah
0: rejoice yes, oh you
1: did have to say that look well, <laughs> hey, just while we're on a watch, have you followed any of his tips?
0: Uh, no, 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 I'm just wondering no, how he's gone here on no, the racing tips. No. Well, no. You know, mate, all good tipsters never have a bet. Oh,
1: that's a good point.
0: Um, I've always wondered that. I remember growing up as a kid, ring this phone line for today's hot tips and it's, you know, I'm thinking, well, if you've got all the hot tips, mate, why don't you just put your bloody money on it?
1: Well the- if you Tipsters. have got a hot tip, the last thing you want to be doing is telling anybody else about it because you know what happens to the odds when that happens.
0: Drag Flick had a hot tip last week prior to the Spain Australia game. Oh, they did indeed. <laughs> didn't was a was po- a post went out saying Spain rallied to victory oh, over on Australia the day before. The day, the game. The day before. Yeah, I, I tried to lump on. I just couldn't get a price anyway. Well, oh, it's for a good it.
1: thing because they lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think ah, maybe hit, that's
0: what they wanted you to do though
1: I think someone might have hit the post button before though they, they probably had two stories ready to go and, and yeah, anyway these things happen sometimes they do. it's pretty funny though um, what else have we got in there oh, we've what's got Keely a, on about
0: Uh, Keely, what's she on about oh and this one yeah, oh the yeah. blue card the blue card that's, that's used it. in Belgium
1: what is the blue card explain
0: it's, a, it's like a yellow card a green card and uh, what's the other one red. A red I've never seen one of those <laughs> um uh, but it's blue. And, uh, so it, uh, has absolutely no bearing upon the game whatsoever. It's just a bit of a, cool your jets.
1: That's Can't it. you just say that? Do you have to pull out a card?
0: Hockey players are very simple, f- simple folk, mate. You know that. And, so uh, which one has we eyes? learn best when there's a visual representation. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Well, well some players learn best when there's a physical representation <laughs> and your and you, you stick breaks on another player's back. <laughs> um, it just how did Javi Leonhardt's stick break in that position? I've never seen that before. Oh, that high up on the handle? Yeah, it's just unheard of. He came on the field with about five minutes left to go. Um, didn't touch the ball once, from what I could see. And then, then all I hear is "Oh, red card, red card!" And he's walking off with a broken stick.
1: That wasn't him. In fact, if you tune into Totally Pro League, uh, we we play that audio. I oh, do. Um, yeah. And, and Grant Schubert made a couple of interesting um, observations about the player that was actually going, red card, red card, because he knows quite a bit about red cards, apparently, that particular individual. Oh, right. okay.
0: um, so so Tyler Lovell wasn't far off the mark with his uh, piece with, the, I think, Sydney Morning Herald the the day before, trying to uh, fire up a bit of interest in the game.
1: Look, there are a couple of incidents there that um, could be looked at. But I'm led to believe that the way the Pro League's set up, there's no... Process in place for anybody to make a complaint for someone to need to look it up in the first place, Mm. if that makes sense. Um, At the end of the game, they walk down, the the, the officials go to the coaches, get the coaches to sign the card, and that's it. That's it. There's no recourse after that moment. Whereas if you go to a tournament, at tournament there's the tournament director or someone. There's a process for making post game.
0: Yeah, but I thought it would go through the I match did. official or the technical officer. Look, logo, this is how
1: so. I understand the situation to be. I'm tr- I'm trying to find out whether that's the case or not.
0: I think retrospectively, they they yeah you, you you just do it like a tournament, and you'd miss the next game or the two games following or whatever the decision will be made out of that tournament. Of course, you've got to have the conversation with the player. Um, and you've got to a a review r- the video. We're only there for one night, so maybe they're hopping straight onto a plane and it's, they've left. Yeah the country.
1: It's just an interesting situation, and whether there's a, a process in place for that. I would like to say though, if, if you're going to break your stick in the middle of someone's back, Tom Craig's not the bloke to do it. To <laughs> you. Okay, just him and Klein Schmidt. Klein Schmidt's a bricky. Don't mess with a bricky.
0: Well, you know, we talked uh, in this show last week. Uh, we referred to F H umpires um, for some counsel. When yeah. she messaged me, and she said, "You idiots,"
1: and she uh, did. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then listen to the rest of the show and I got comments back about uh the um broken fingers and using WhatsApp so and uh, no, just get it's fine <laughs> Keely. just keep sending through messages I love it I just I love it um You should send him more Keely. There's some feedback
1: Yeah in the middle of the day just constantly send him messages because in the middle of the day for you it's late at night for us
0: uh, what else before we wrap it up? Oh, we've got a good competition going to appear on social media oh, yeah. um, in the next few days. It's got a signed, fully signed Kookaburras uh, training singlet. Hasn't been washed beforehand either. Uh, so there's a little, little bit of uh, authentic uh, um,
1: Aussie sweat Aussie sweat <laughs> on oh, <man>. there <laughs> uh,
0: but fortunately it, it had dried so the, the pen hasn't run too much but it's yeah, fully signed by the whole side and just Excellent. on just on the front by the way Brilliant. which is very useful if you want to frame that sort of thing and we're going to bundle that with one of the Australian FIH Pro League programmes so keep an eye out on our twitter facebook and instagram it would just be one of those uh share it and tag two friends or you know one of those things and we and we're, so we really want to try and boost those social media numbers up we're nearly at 2500 on twitter They're oh, yeah. okay, going all right there oh, well. um but yeah if we can put a few more people on there we did mention as well get on and uh, uh subscribe to our youtube channel uh we got a new subscriber Kathleen Chua our latest Patreon subscriber she's subscribing to the YouTube channel but we're still about uh, 148 off uh, our goal to to do a live show on there All alright
1: we'll get close
0: but nowhere bloody near
1: (laughs) everyone counts mate everyone counts (laughs) you're listening to The Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast and before we go Matt penalty uh-huh. corners. Yeah. Now there's we spoke to Simon Mason recently and Simon was talking about um you know the dangers to runners on penalty corners uh-huh. etc
0: suicide we, run.
1: Suicide runs we saw an incident uh in the China Nether uh Germany game where it appeared as though oh. <laughs> uh, there was a, a deliberate ploy to block runners etc on penalty corners and obviously we still need to do a bit of work surrounding the, the penalty corner situation, exactly how this is going to work moving forward.
0: But well, whenever we change the way that we do something, there's always people who will find the way around that right. change. Now, we're we're very innovative in our game.
1: When I was growing up as a kid, runners went from outside the goalpost. Yep. And in fact most of the time your your first runner went from as close to the uh, ran from as close to the person pushing the ball out as possible and essentially followed the ball out. Which depending on which side of the, the, the D that you decided to take your penalty corner from, um, meant you could be potentially tackling on the reverse stick as you approached the
0: striker. Well, you just made a good point there, though. It's, oh, I love doing this, but nobody ever goes along with me. Everybody always takes it from the keeper's right. Very rarely do you ever see anybody taking the short corner from the keeper's left, do you? Uh, and it would—I tell you what—it would confuse a few sides if it was done. It, uh, would, if it was but done.
1: I can understand why. I think it's. A, oh, it's a, about open lines, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a throwback to the old yeah. days when they used to generally predominantly take them from that side, the yeah. right-hand side of the keeper, because yeah. it made it harder to tackle the striker. Yeah. Now they're running out from the middle of the goals. Yeah. It's sort of irrelevant. Although you still want to be running that line, so you attack the player on your four stick. You don't want to be coming in on the back stick, especially when they're doing these drag flicks and. Th- you know the stick's coming through hard and low. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Well, back to um, back
0: to the China, the China. Uh, well, blocking incident.
1: Uh, there's a lot of people claiming that it was a coach, coached manoeuvre. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not so sure it was. A- at first glance, as you look at it, you go, "Oh yes, well, they've, she's deliberately run that." But I, I think there was a, a an element of both players stuffing up there, both the runner and the player that ran into the runner. Um, if you look, the runner comes out And actually doesn't run a straight line She runs a semicircle. Yeah. So she, she starts on the goalie's left And runs at a diagonal Across the goalie And then swings back In the arc, back towards The, um, the, the striker yeah, yeah. Now if she had kept a straight line From where she was starting from She would have run straight at the striker And would have had the striker on a four stick And the, with the little arc she put in It meant she's coming at the striker fr- fr- On the reverse stick yeah. So she's walking straight into a swinging stick. That I believe is a mistake. If I'm a coach, I'm telling that girl on in review, mate, you can't be running like that. I think what they've got to set in their setup is they've got a first runner and she just goes to wherever she thinks the ball's gonna go. Yeah. She ran to what she started running to one battery, realised it was going to the other one, and changed Change her line. Angle. Yeah. Now the players she ran into, of course, bearing in mind the attacking team's already figured out where they're gonna go and what they're gonna do, right? So this particular goal was a variation it was played from the striker out wide to the to the injector the injector came into near the post she played it the the, the uh, striker at the top played it back to the injector yep. on the, near the post area and she just slotted it in yep. saturday afternoon special that sort of thing
0: I well, mean, I, that's not a complex i um I watched that live, and I didn't even see the issue with the first runner because I was looking at the girl behind, and went, "Oh, that's obstruction." And then, with the benefit of see, seeing it later on in review, you go, "Oh, geez, right, there was a double infringement." And, and, and I
1: think that the Chinese girl,
0: she knows what's going to happen.
1: She knows the ball's going out to the other mm-hmm. the other battery, and and it's going to go back to the injector. Yeah, so. Yeah. She tried to run a line that took her away from that space and anybody that was going to be running to her would have been dragged away from that space as well. If she stood there and stayed there, the defenders would have perceived her as a, as an option, as a variation, and would have run into that space that China then pushed the ball through. Yeah. By running out of that area, trying to run out of that area, she took she opened up that space for that pass to go through. And there was no defender going to her to try and uh, to be able to pick up that pass as it went through. Now I believe she meant to go the other side of that first runner. She went to go around in back behind her, but she stuffed up because she didn't realise the girl had changed her line yeah. and was running a semi. Well, she
0: wasn't. She wasn't looking. No, neither, for, neither one were for looking. a fact. Yeah. Um, um, so clumsy and misadventurous. Oh, definitely. Um, for,
1: definitely not a goal. Yeah. I would say it, def- it should have yeah. been blown. Not a goal. It was obstruction straight up. But I'm not sure. I'm not convinced that it was a coached manoeuvre. No, well, I, I saw, think they stuffed it up. I
0: saw a post from Jana Muller-Wieland uh, highlighting the the issue. Um, now, of course, if that goal hadn't been given, it would have been a 1-1 draw, wouldn't it, John? No, it, well, w- it shouldn't well, have been. It would have been, but it shouldn't have been, no, for because, a couple of reasons.
1: Well, the Germans' goal was scored off the stick. I mean, uh, that's obvious.
0: And the circle entry from the free hit was inside the dotted line. <laughs> The ball didn't travel five meters before she entered the circle. Um, she, the ball, she rolled. It was I don't know, maybe what do you say, six inches, no, it, t- eight inches inside, but still not five meters. Why have the bloody lights? The only spot on the field where we can tell genuinely what five meters is, and it doesn't get honoured.
1: And she didn't take it from. She didn't play on
0: from where the ball was. No, she, it, it's it's no, a the, tricky. No, line. the foul was just outside the five meter line. No, it was
1: inside the five meter line. It, the foul was inside oh the yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 she's then played on from a position
0: in, that, inside the, in, the
1: but it was behind where the offence occurred yes, yeah, in, yeah. In, a, in a lateral sense yeah. and and she's run at such a slight angle you start going oh is that 5 meters or not well no i don't think it was but this is knee high territory mate 5 meters and knee high are in the same category of yeah. what does that actually mean and how do we
0: well 5 meters it? should mean 5 meters Uh, knee-high, all depends how tall you are. It
1: does, it But look, still a lot of conversations to go about penalty corners and all that sort of thing. As far as it being a deliberately coached thing, I'm not sold on that. I think it was just two players who both stuffed up and ended up running into each other.
0: Well, China got the win.
1: They did indeed, well, i Oh bullish I'm
0: bullish shot them. Plenty of noise coming out of the stands as well, full of school kids, uh, it's an odd time to, to play the game, it wasn't exactly set for a global audience, but at least they got some numbers through the gate, well, up until the last four minutes anyway. <laughs> they all got ushered out, it was it's amazing to watch them all just get up and off we go folks. I think they had to get back for the end of, end of school time yeah. or something. All the buses were going you to know, have to beat the Little traffic.
1: Yeah. Come on, four minutes folks, you can do something about that can't you? <laughs> Oh mate, I think that's all we got for today
0: Yeah, it is uh, Good luck to the US junior men's teams They're off to Chile for oh, okay. uh, four days of games uh, That's that's coming up for I think under-16s and under-20s
1: Yeah, uh, we've uh, also got some uh, test matches Going on between Portugal and Switzerland for the men They're happening at
0: the moment as we speak Beginning today And don't forget, check out Hockey Elizabeth. World News Episode number... Episode edition number 9 And check out episode number 1 Of the Hockey 24-7 Podcast with Tyron Dubu Barnard.
1: And of course, check out
0: episode number 86 next week of The Reverse Team. That's right, and episode 3 of The Push Past Pundits, episode 4 of Totally Pro League. Yeah, 5 next week. Well, you do what you do with your spare time, uh, but of course. I don't uh, have any spare time anymore. Don't forget, if you're on your way to a game and uh, tell your mates, whack it on the stereo, get onto iTunes, like and subscribe, rate, review, do all those good things to help us out.
1: Great to speak to you again, mate. Look forward to all the hockey action from New Zealand this weekend and uh, everything coming up.
0: Yep, preseason games getting underway for me. Are they? Yeah, we'll start grading on Sunday.
1: Oh, how, how are we going to be registering for hockey
0: this year? Ah, that's another story. You'll have to check out uh, Hockey Australia's latest post on that, but there's a fair few volunteer hours that have been wasted for a system uh, that isn't going to happen till next year. Uh, more on that next week. See you, folks. See you. Shaking a fag and fucking fucking chef.
2: That'd
0: <Don't> be rude. <laughs>